Hi, everyone. This is Shoshana with a quick programming note. We're wrapping up season two with today's conversation with the wonderful Suzanne Lerner and taking a short publishing break while we prepare episodes for season three. We'll be back with our new season in March. We have so many great guests lined up and can't wait to share them with you. Please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a beat. And of course, we'd appreciate it if you could rate the podcast and share it with your friends. It makes a huge difference to our Small But Mighty podcast. You can also keep up with everything we have planned for the YNLP community on our Instagram page at Your New Life Blend. See you soon. And of course, I'm reminding you, as always, to be gentle with yourself. Welcome to Your New Life Blend. I'm Shoshana Hecht and am excited to be joined today by the CEO and co-founder of Michael Stars, Suzanne Lerner. Okay, real talk. I've been buying Michael Stars for many years and I am betting you have some clutch Michael Stars pieces and memories too. It is extremely fun to get to chat with Suzanne today. Not just because she's the leader of an enduring and beautiful collection of fashion essentials. In addition to being a trailblazing entrepreneur, Suzanne is an activist and philanthropist who has consistently married purpose and passion with her profession. This has most recently culminated in achieving B Corps status for Michael Stars, but began long before that from the beginning of the company, Michael Stars was one of the first socially responsible apparel brands, prioritizing fair wages and innovating in local sourcing and manufacturing. Suzanne currently serves as a board member for the Fund for Women's Equality and the ERA Coalition and has been honored for her work and leadership by the Ms. Foundation, where she was also previously a board member, amongst numerous other honors and was an associate producer of The Fight in 2020 about the ACLU fighting Trump at the Supreme Court, which won the 2020 Sundance Film Festival Special jury prize and was the executive producer of Shouting Down Midnight in 2022 about Texas Senator Wendy Davis and her iconic fight in the Texas legislature for abortion rights. Suzanne quite literally walks the talk of what it means to have business be a force for good and a more equal world. So excited to speak with her today about how she has managed to stay true to her purpose and vision and, if I may, about tube tops and t-shirts and tank tops that stand the test of time. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Thank you so much for asking me to join this podcast. I'm really impressed with what you and Rachel have been doing. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. It's an honor and it really is. It's so fun to get to talk to you always and here. I want to talk to you about all the things for sure you've done in your life and career. It's amazing. But I really do feel like I need to get a few things out of the way for my former self, for my my sparkly green cross V tank top loving self um, and for the nostalgia of Michael Starr's and, you know, memories. I don't know if this is going to hit for a non-Gen Xer, but it's such, just such a long, so much longevity as a staple. I mean, Rachel, the producer, Rachel Sklar and I were talking about like she, you know, in the pre-chat talking about her, I have her quote, her black Michael Starr's boat neck with the three quarter length sleeves and sparkly black fabric, the miracle top going out top. My treasured green sparkly tank. Like, What's it like to have created such an enduring, beloved nostalgia piece of it? I don't think Michael and I really didn't understand that. It's only in the last 10 years, I think, that I've been approached by people. Always people have told me how much they love Michael Stars, but the nostalgia behind it of women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s that just were obsessed with it, that it was the most expensive t-shirt they ever bought, but of course, indestructible. They're still available on ThreadUp. You can probably find somebody giving it away to them. But 
when we talked about what we thought the purpose of the company was and going through stuff, we said, you know what? It's to make somebody happy. In the end, that's what fashion does. It makes you feel comfortable and happy. And all these people have this nostalgic happiness surrounding the brand. It's really a treasure to me. And I love it when people come up to me and talk to me about it. So anybody who wants to tell me, please do. I, I love that you said that because at the time when I got that green sparkly top, I want you to know it was a very expensive t-shirt for me. I was a single mom and it was like, okay, this is a special occasion. Like I'm going to go out knowing I need to feel great, feel my best. But it was, it was like incredibly special. So I'm glad that you said that because it was, and it did last forever. I think I might still have it and it's still perfect. Let's clarify for anyone who doesn't know who Michael is because probably maybe, maybe not everyone knows. So go ahead. Well, Michael was my husband. He walked into my showroom one day. I was a independent sales rep, mightily going on the road in my Honda, uh, trying to make a business as a young entrepreneur. And he came in with this line of sweatshirts that had these really cool screen prints on them. I was 34, single, not really looking for anybody really, but he just blew my head apart. I'm like, oh my God, who is this guy? So he gave me a spiel and I didn't know what to do because I didn't think I could take on another collection. And he kind of needed it to be t-shirts and it kind of needed to be changed a little bit. And my Miss Merchandising head came on and I, I waited all weekend and I finally called him on a Sunday night and said, I really don't want to represent the line, but I want to ask you on a date. And he was so shocked. He grew up in Cape Town. He wasn't used to like women being so bold. And I had never done that before, but we went out on a date and that was kind of it. So the line's really been ours the entire way through marketing, merchandising, design. We always used to laugh. It was the third person in our bed because it was just part of our life. And, you know, when times were tough in a marriage, which we know can be, it got us through difficult because I couldn't leave. Like, I mean, he couldn't leave. We were like stuck with each other in a way. So we were forced to have to kind of look at things and realize what was really important and always get back to where we were and how much we loved each other and how close we were and, and that we were such good friends. Good friends, good business mates, good marriage. And Michael has passed. It's been eight years. It will be nine years in March. But I have to say, I've been to a few psychics because he's around. Like, there's so many signs, not that I intentionally thought those kind of things. But I think there's a lot of people in the company that have worked there for years that, that knew him. And he's always in our hearts and kind of around. We're in the same building. It's good. He's right touchstone. Channeling what you built is sort of what I'm hearing, like his presence, the ethos of the brand and what it's meant to women, like the partnership side of it. Yeah. You know, I met, I, I ran into one of my old buyers that worked for Fred Siegel uh, a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen him in 20 years. The impact that he made, and sometimes it kind of overwhelmed us. So we had issues with that. And since he's passed, it's interesting how things go, you know, because it's now I'm the total leader. There is no Michael. And how I organized, we strategized the company, how it Ran. He was a super entrepreneur, never had any corporate background. I had that corporate background and, and knew what I didn't want people to experience in a company. I lived it. I knew what happened. I knew how many jobs I left. I knew how many jobs I got fired from. I didn't want it repeated. I mean, I fail sometimes and I think that's part of learning. And if you don't fail, you don't get anywhere. Can't improve if you think you're perfect. That's right. And there's no such thing. So that's a myth anyway that people try to ascribe to never making a mistake. Okay. This isn't where I was going to go next, but now you went there. So there's this thing that you built together, you and Michael, right? You built a life and you built a brand. And that brand was rooted in helping women feel great about themselves, comfortable, beautiful. And it was in alignment with your values. It was a partnership. And then this person got sick and died. And then that's something we talk about a lot on this show is like, how do you make a life that you want by design? But then also, how do you incorporate what happens to you, the unexpected? You could have gone a lot of directions in losing your partner 
in this life and business. And I'm curious about what choice you made there. We filed tax returns separately. I still had my national sales representative business with four showrooms. And then I was also doing Michael Stars. And so we had some separation where I had leadership and could do my own thing. And when he got sick and we kind of knew it was going to happen, I closed down my business, merged it with Michael Stars, and just started running Michael Stars. So it gave me a chance to start feeling my wings and start being able to disconnect. The other thing is, is he'd always stay up late. We play Scrabble most nights. We were total Scrabble addicts. And he started getting tired. He'd go to bed early. And so I had time alone. So I never had time alone. I was always running around. Is either traveling on the road. My alone time was like a yoga class or whatever, you know, you do with workouts. But we were always together. So it was odd for me to be alone in this house that we'd been together with so long. So it was adjustment. So I had a period of adjustment and I really stepped right back into just doing things after Michael passed away. I'd get up at 5 a.m., read Facebook comments. I, I'd cry. I'd take my cup of coffee. I'd say, okay, screw it. I get up, I go to the office. And I knew that's really what he would want on me to do. And it's kind of maybe an odd way to cope. But for me, it was my way because I was still with him and he was still with me every single day doing that. And just trying to make sure that who he was as a person is reflected still in the company, his ethos, you know, what he stood for, what we stood for as a brand continued. We're almost going to sell the company at one point. We were very close to it. The two of us just looked at each other and said, what are we doing this for? We love our family-run business. We love our 100 employees. We don't want to get a venture capital firm coming in and cutting half my staff, producing, all of a sudden producing overseas because it was cheaper, because they could make a higher profit and the quality of the product going down and what the brand meant for us and for so many of our consumers like you and the stores that we sold to who really cared about us and needed us to pay their rent, to pay their employees because we were that brand that was always there for them. And so we decided not to do it. So that's why I've continued on the same way through good times and bad. I'm in my feelings. Oh my gosh. It makes it looks like kind of it's so moving. Was there ever a moment when in that 18 months when you were sort of like, I guess you were kind of transitioning to like being more alone. Did you ever think like, I'm not going to do this when Michael's never, never did I think that I was just going to sell and go away and move from my home. I know a lot of women who lose a spouse or men, they say, I can't handle it. They they move away. They find another place to live. They just think different in their life. But this is who I was too. Like you said, you were already a leader in this company. And so it was really just people really seeing you as the sole person too then, right? Like that was a big transition point. Michael was very big personality, larger than life character and person. And he impacted so many people that way, which is just fantastic. I think that's what all of us would like. You know, in the Jewish religion, you kind of live on in your children, in the people you've impacted and, and what you've done in your life. And I'm hoping that I can reflect that for people where I'm at and what I'm most comfortable doing. No doubt. Out. It's one of the things that I sort of in my notes is why are we still talking about Michael Stars? And you've really just answered it in every way because of the vision, the dream, like what you set out to do, the love that you had and that Michael and you had for it, like what you were really trying to do, the love you have for the team and your consumers. It's just like every level really that comes through. And I love that you just brought that up about the Jewish. What do we always say when someone passes? Like their memory for a blessing. And so it really is like, what is it, the deeds and acts in life that carry forward in terms of the impact? It is all we leave behind. 
There's nothing else. All right. Well, let's transition to that then, because let's talk about the B Corps. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So talk about just infusing that, why it's significant, what's required. This is probably going to be helpful for some people who are listening or thinking about it, why it's good for business and it's alignment for you and your values. I kind of feel we've always been a B Corp because we've always cared about the same things that official B Corp cares about. And I now think they've been around since 2006. I was unaware of them to begin with. So it's only in that the last five, seven years, I think that I've known about B Corps. And when we decided to do it, we felt it was important for us as a company to show to the world what we can be and how we are living in. It's kind of put the rubber stamp on it or the stamp of approval, I would say. It was really exciting things. And then we got connected with this amazing company that helped us do it. It is a very long, difficult, tedious process. And everybody that works for you in managerial or director's roles has got to be involved because it's HR, it's governance, it's accounting, it's how we ship, what products we ship, how we ship it, what bag we use, what do we do with the cuttings, how we think about shipping things. Every single thing matters. So the questions are, I don't know if there's 200, they're they're a huge amount of questions. So it took us a long time. And I had somebody working for me that had been with, was working for about 15 years. And every time we have like a new project, she is just like the one I go to because she's so great about Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's do it. And so she's become now a specialist on sustainability. And so now I all of a sudden have a director of sustainability and B Corps. So she really helped guide us through this and, you know, pushed, got to get answers. And, you know, we've had our foundation for 20 years. So that side of charitable giving, we had always been doing anyway and walking that talk. A lot of it, we had been already on it, but it's, it's not easy, but it is really rewarding. I have to say, I posted on LinkedIn about it and there's a ton of comments. Congratulations. That's so great from people that I admire, that I work with. Equally, I've had people saying, what is a B Corp? So I think part of our role at Michael Stars is to help people understand and appreciate what B Corps are so they can start buying into products that they care about. So we're marketing, doing a lot of co-branding and partnering with people to help the consumer understand it. So it's funny because I think our company is an educator. You know, we educate about equality. We educate about voting rights, reproductive rights in our social media and through my speaking and through any columns we write. We really do have that partnership with people that I never thought about that, but we're kind of an educational company too. It happens sometimes on this podcast where there's like all of a sudden there's like a theme and a thread that we're pulling. And I think B Corps really is in alignment through the company's entrepreneurial and activism journey. So not everybody knows what a B Corps is, but it's a commitment to sustainability in business, right? Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, actually, we'll get you because, you know, you've got to believe in fair wages. You've got to believe in equality for people. You've got to believe in sustainability. So, you know, we try to use fabrics that are sustainable. Sometimes we don't do it. We try to make merchandise that lasts a long time, the durability of something where it can get resold instead of being thrown into a trash heap fair wages, you know, health insurance, where we produce. I mean, making sure we produce locally. 80% of what we make is produced in Los Angeles. And we have a woman who owns cutting service that we work with. We have our largest contractors owned by a woman trying to integrate what we believe with the people that we, we partner with. So it's myriad. And then, of course, the foundation, like how do you give back? Right. And so all those things are super connected. One of the things you teed up for me, the power of business to create opportunity to advance equality. And you're doing that now with this status. Also, you mentioned with the foundation and what you are uplifting and who you are supporting, right? You know, Michael and I founded the foundations almost 20 years ago. Nobody had foundations. We had this little company. We said, we want to give back. Michael used to cut out something from the newspaper. You know, it was before there was social media. And he'd say, oh my God, I want to help this person. And he'd be sending off checks. I was funding Emily's List in 2003 with whatever I could 
could manage to save to give. I understood those things. And we realized what we wanted to focus on is women and girls. That's our consumer. And I was involved in international funding, working on a wonderful organization that's no longer around called Women Thrive. We helped women learn to advocate. So it's advocacy training. You change a village, you change everything. And so it was not affecting, it wasn't changing like one person. It was changing everybody within the village and working together. So I was involved with that. So we started funding that, some local organizations, always with a nonpartisan viewpoint. And we weren't political in that way. Wanted to just reach out to women and girls. We worked at our partnership with Step Up is 15 years old, which is mentoring high school girls. Now they're mentoring actually through college, helping them actually with getting jobs and getting them through their 20s. And that's a wonderful organization. It's like speed mentoring. You don't have to commit like a girls club to really focus on one girl for years. You can mentor one girl for one hour. You can change somebody's life in an hour. I get emails on LinkedIn messages. I get a friend whose daughter is wanting to get into fashion and a friend of a friend is like a geologist and she's come up with this new product. So they reach out to me and I love that. I'm set in my 70s now, early. When I turned 70, my friend gave me this gift, my psychic and astrologer, who were both women in their 70s. And they tell me what I knew. It's my time to teach. It's my time to reach out. It's the time to just continue learning myself, but being able to have more of an impact. I hear you. Like they told me what I already knew. They told you what you were already doing. So it wasn't news either. Like you've been doing this for years. One of the things I just want to name is you're like, our focus is women and girls. The alignment on that, Suzanne, the laser focus, you know who your consumer is. You probably know who maybe a lot of your team is, but you know who you want to uplift. And that has been a through line. And I just want to name that for being clear about alignment and the drivers. It helps make what you say yes to and what you say no to, clear. But now you're up-leveling. So tell me more. I'm trying to up-level. But I, I just want to say, I do not want to forget about men who designate themselves as men. So about seven years ago, I started realizing, is gender abuse violence ever going to end? I don't want to use the word patriarchy, but I'm going to use it because men do run the world and they've been running it for thousands of years. So, you know, not to be political or anything. And I realized that getting boys raised differently and having men understand their humanity and compassion, empathy, and how they can be and how they can let go is as important as rising up women. So I've been involved with an organization called A Call to Men. There's a TED Talk. Tony Porter did a TED Talk in 2010. Ted Bunch and him started this a long time ago. And it changes the conversation because I want that boy that's growing up when he's nine to understand that it's okay to continue to have empathy and compassion. And it's really hard for them. It's really hard. Justin Baldoni wrote a great autobiography about it. So me meaningful, being really opening up. I'm so impressed with him that he did this, that for us to understand. And I think that's the thread line too of empathy and compassion for whatever you do in life, how you are with anybody from the person you meet in the street to the person that's helping you in the store to your family, which is sometimes harder for sure. But keeping that idea in your head that it's part of your heart. You know, with all the things going on now in the world, we know there's many, many things going on in the world. Somebody said to me, how are you handling it? What are you doing? How are you thinking? Because I've been feeling down. And I'm like, we have to come back to our heart and empathy and compassion. From there, we can start, we can probably solve issues a lot better if we understand each other better. I think that's really powerful. And I think I think you, you've hit on a couple of things that I think are really important to raise up, which one is it doesn't even have to be big, right? It could be just like looking someone, a stranger in the eyes and, say, and saying hello or smiling, right? Like can have the, just the ripples of that empathy and kindness, seeing one another and really 
acknowledging even silently the humanity in one another. You do not have to be wealthy to have empathy. And I think you're right. Raising up women is not a vacuum. We need all people to lift each other, like a rising tide, right? Lifts all ships. And it's a system, right? We're all connected. So of course, raising up our men and giving them opportunities to have a range of emotion and experience is a piece of that. You're so right. They have the love and empathy and compassion. Problem is, it gets closed over. I studied many years ago a religion called Jainism, very small religion based in India, all about nonviolence and ahimsa. And they believe that your karma kind of covers your body and that you need to uncover it. And it's by doing good acts. And it's like seeing and thinking the right way because we've all got stuff that we've spent our lives putting over ourselves. And how do you uncover that? It's just not a matter of breathing in for and breathing out for. Not to discount a good deep breath. I love a good deep I love a good deep breath, but yes. <laughs> Me too. Yes, there is more to it for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. All right, before we end, it's an election year. What's on tap for you? I know that voting right, equality for all is important to you. I, I want everybody to understand the voting is important. And- People are not happy with the candidates. They're not happy with things we are. The only way in a democracy you can change things is by voting. You can't do it. You can do it. Demonstrations can help because they can get the eyes of what you care about in people's heads. And trust me, I did plenty of it in the mm -hmm. 60s and 70s. But in the end, if you don't vote, it means you don't care. There's nothing there. And I think from understanding what's going on with the school boards and what's happening at the state levels with voting rights and what's happening at the state levels with abortion rights, you need to vote for those attorneys generals. And not just Congress people and senators and the school board and get involved in local politics. It's hard, but it takes you out of that world. Everybody's so busy. Everybody's so busy. I get it. But the most important thing for me is to, to tell people to vote. So we work always with I am a voter, got a nonpartisan group. So I'm not telling you what party to vote for, but vote for the candidate you really think is going to make a difference and really think about yourself and how laws impact yourself personally or impact your children's laws personally. I love that. I mean, you're speaking about, I always say like vote up and down your whole ballot because I actually think, I mean, you're just like, you're speaking to my heart. I'm from Texas. So I watched the Wendy Davis thing on bated breath, but I give people who run for office just so much credit because it's horrible to do. It's so hard and I don't want to do it. And so for me, they're never going to make everyone happy. And so I just feel like, okay, who is most aligned? where I think I want things to go. But the local, the state, the school board, the state level, all of that, city council, those are the things that really impact your life and your community members' life. If you feel disconnected, which I think is what people feel like, I hate all the candidates, I hate, you know, whatever. The best antidote to that is to go local, to pay attention to what's happening there. Hey, I'm, I'm working on uh, too much outdoor dining in my town in Manhattan Beach. I speak at City Hall all the time. It was scary to begin with, but it's like they're just like us. They're actually so incredible that they've taken on the challenge of working in city council, you know, and you really understand local government. It's really tough. I'm not running either. I would never run myself. I admire these thousands of women, especially after the election in 2016. I mean, Emily said thousands of women wanting to run. And Emerge is so amazing. They work on local, federal. They've had 70% success rate with people winning. And if you lose, or run again. Very admiring of those women. And chances are you will lose the first time, but it's great. I think it's a good place to hold it, like with our call to action to vote. I'm just going to tee back up to a couple of things you said, like the B Corps, what it sounds like. You hired a coach to help you get through that process, which I think is smart. And also we really need help and accountability to get any 
anything done. And I think you're an amazing partner to so many people. So thanks for being here. Where can we find you and follow along all the amazing things you're doing? First of all, this was the most wonderful conversation, Shoshana. We have to get together when I go to New York. Yeah. You can reach us on Instagram at Michael Stars Inc. at Suzanne underscore learner. I'm on LinkedIn as Suzanne Lerner. We're michaelstars.com. So come and join us. We do so much more than just t-shirts now, girls. We, we do things that fit a lot of people. The clothes are, are gorgeous. I mean, just the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, 35 years? 30, is that- 35 years. And, you know, it's the people at Michael Stars that have made this happen. Incredible design team. And everybody from the merchandisers to the designers to the pattern makers to the people doing the allocation to the fabric buyers, production people. We have such an amazing, amazing group of people, of folks. So, you know, I'm not an island. I'm, I'm one of many. Leading such a great team and have made such a beloved brand. I mean, we could keep going back to the brand, but we will follow along. And your social is very fun to follow along with <laughs> personally. You. We have fun with it. And please, we love comments. Yeah. Michael Starts is looking so good right now. I mean, we have such a great creative team. Yeah. It's fun to be able to see our products represented in the right way. So yeah, reach out. Thanks for being here, Suzanne. And thanks everyone for listening. This has been Your New Life Blend. I'm Shoshana Hecht reminding you as ever to be gentle with yourself. 